The fight clock is brought to you by Mo. What is going on, guys? We're bringing you another Rock Titan MMA podcast, and we've got Munya on the podcast right now. How are you doing, Munya? I'm all right, brother. How are you doing, man? Nice to be on. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Look, Munya, I'm grateful. I mean, I've told you this before, but I'm grateful for you coming on the podcast, man. You've got a lot of boxing knowledge, and we're on the day of Anthony Joshua versus Ruiz to... I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I've been this excited for a boxing fight. And this this is huge for boxing. It's massive. It's, I think the correct word to call this is basically judgment day, isn't it? Like, what happens if Joshua loses? If Ruiz loses, was it a fluke? Like, all these questions and no answers. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a massive, it's a massive, huge fight. Um, what I what the question I want to go I want to go straight into this. What I want to know, um, and there's been plenty of experts, plenty of casuals, hardcore fans talking about this online um, on the TV. What happened at AJ Ruiz in uh, in the US on the first fight? What happened? In the first fight, to be fair, there's been speculation left, right and centre. AJ was not ready. He did not train well. He got dropped in sparring. He was not 100%. At the end of the day, those are just all knee-jerk excuses. Every No fighter in the world goes in the ring 100% fit. Some fighters go in the ring being knocked out three weeks ago in sparring. It happens as part of the fight game. What happened was AJ just got found out. The style did not suit him. Ruiz just capitalised so much. It was unreal. You, I think you, the main thing was that AJ was just had, a bit had, shocked, I think. I mean, he, the, um, his, his original fight was... Yeah, his, his first his original fight was supposed to be versus Miller, right? So he was he was training for that yeah. fight. He was. Do you feel he was not? I mean, he had four. He had he had four to five weeks for this fight um, to pre- to prepare. Do you think he was underprepared for this fight? He that's, was not prepared that's, that's, for the style that Ruiz was going to bring. Yeah. To be fair, if you're preparing for someone for a good four weeks, then the opponent changes. It can like mentally drain you a bit because you the training camps are geared for literally a specific style. So all the sparring partners you get have a specific style to your opponent. So once that changes, like the whole philosophy of the training camp just changes as well. But I think the main thing was Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing, they might have underestimated the quality the quality of of Ruiz because to face a man like that at such short notice with the skill set that he has, is absolutely abysmal. Like, it's actually mind-blowing. But to the casual, it looks like a mismatch. It looks like Ruiz is the weaker opponent. He doesn't really know how to box because of how he looks aesthetically. But as... He's he's the same height as me. This guy, he's only six foot. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he look he he looks like he, he doesn't know what a, di- a boxing diet is. He does not look like a fighter at literally, all. Literally. What this guy did in the ring was act literally unbelievable. His hand speed, first of all. I mean, tell me about his hand speed. How does a guy that big have that that kind of hand speed? 
with the Xanthipede with Ruiz, it's literally his natural ability. Like he's just born with that. There's, you can train for speed, but the speed that he has is just so much. It's, it's just trained and drawn into his head. And the other thing is the speed might be a bit elusive because of the combinations. The combination punching makes him actually look faster than he actually is though. But he when, when he got into that inside past the jab, oh, he was that's that's where he caused the most trouble. Literally, as soon as he slips the jab and he throws three or four, Joshua has no answer for that. Yeah. The, only, the reason be, I think Ruiz being the shorter opponent, usually if you have a shorter opponent and you have to fight them in, inside, and you're taller, it's usually harder to get the better of their exchange, especially with a guy like Ruiz that sits on your chest and actually punches low and throws in combinations. Because Joshua tried to fight in the pocket for in, in spots of it, but he found out that for every one punch or two punches thrown, he had four coming back to him and two of them he had no idea where they came from. He could literally not see see them at all because of how no, accurate. In the, in, yeah. In, in the corner, Rob McCracken, he told him, I'm sure a good two or three times, AJ just jab, jab, and throw the straight right hand. Just keep, he was telling him simple, clear instructions. AJ was asking him what he should do. Rob McCracken was telling him. Why was AJ not following those instructions, or could he just not stick to those? Was was Ruiz, you know, you know, getting past past the instructions that Robert McCracken, Robert McCracken was, was giving? There's an old saying in boxing that everyone's got a game plan until they get punched in the face, and that's literally what happened in, in, in this yeah, fight. Yeah. The, the simple matter was Joshua got hit and he couldn't recover. That's just what it was. He literally could not get himself together to follow the instructions, simple instructions. Do you know how simple a jab and a one-two is? This guy, Anthony Joshua is an Olympic gold medalist. Don't forget that. Yeah. His bread and butter should be that. Oh, well, sorry, I didn't catch that last bit. Yeah, he's, a, he's got a massive amateur um, amateur boxing background, hasn't he? Yeah, a massive amateur boxing pedigree, which means the instructions that Rob were given were literally to the T, the simplest instructions. Stay away from him, Josh. Okay, let, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, let, let me ask you a question, Munya. As someone who, who, who you do have an amateur boxing background, and to those people listening now that don't know what it feels like to get punched in the head, especially he got punched in the temp- he got caught on the temple, didn't he? Um, Joshua did. What 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 is that feeling like when you get punched in the temple and you're trying to recover? What kind of senses are you trying to gather back? What's stopping you from executing a game plan? What what does that feel like? What was AJ going through when he got hit? After he got hit, what was he trying to do and what was he feeling? The first emotion is generally is confusion because once you get hit with a concussive blow especially the back like the back of the ear you just get discombobulated you can't really get your bearings right so when you see him like moving back or his legs stiffen it up it's not him he he doesn't want to do that his body's shutting down it's not his own fault it's not like he doesn't want to execute it he, he physically cannot do it once your legs start to stiffen up it's hard to recover and get them back going again it takes a couple of rounds sometimes to actually get your legs working after such such a knockdown but to his credit, he did stick it out. He did try to, 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 to fight, even though it was really hurt. But to his detriment, he doesn't really have the ability to recover. That's I think that's one major thing that he lacks in his game, recovery ability. Because even in the Klitschko fight, we've seen it. When Klitschko dropped him, Anthony Joshua did not get back in the fight for a good four or five rounds. Klitschko took him to deep waters, but he didn't drown him. That's the only thing. When you take a fight to the deepest end, you have to drown him. That's just what it is. 
and Klitschko did not do that. That just shows us that in terms of actual recovery, Joshua has, he's miles away from being that perfect fighter he wants to be because of that. Because once he faces the likes of, well, the biggest puncher in the division, Deontay Wilder, yeah. what's going to happen then when he gets hurt a little bit? How long does it take for him to recover in, in that situation? But those are only questions that him and his own camp can answer. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, being being a, being a you know professional boxer. I mean, I was thinking about this just you know a few days ago, and I, and I constantly think about this as a fighter. How must you be feeling after such a loss? To you've got so many people, you got so many people talking, so many people to prove you wrong, prove wrong. Does AJ? Do you think from listening to him over the past, you know, past few months since the since the first fight, does AJ generally believe he can win this fight? Hundred percent, one hundred percent, he does. Because I think everyone knows, everyone that watches the sport of boxing knows that night was, if anything, not lucky. But we know AJ can perform at a higher level which we, we just did not see because he, he could not do it because of the recovery and he could not engage because of the style of opponent. But this time round, AJ has improved his training camp, apparently. Um, he's, the most important thing that you need to take away from this, though, is his weight loss. Yeah, I mean... That, he's he, he's going to be fighting on the back foot, isn't he? Yeah, he will be fighting on the back foot. Right now. Sorry, could you repeat that, please? Yeah, he's three three stones lighter than Ruiz right now. Yeah, he's three stones. That's a lot of weight. <coughs> That's a lot of weight to be lost. Which, for me, this indicates that Anthony Joshua would definitely be fighting on the back foot. He'd be using his jab and his right hand. And those are key. That's his key to victory. Basically, he's jabbing his right hand. All he has to do is be on his back foot, use those two punches and the fight. The knockout will come. It will just come to him. Yeah, I... And the other thing is, with the weight loss, people don't realise that fighters that sometimes lose weight gain speed and how important speed is in sport. Basically, in the sport of boxing, if you do anything at a greater speed, you're doing it at a higher level. You, even in football, if you do anything at a greater speed, you're already a level above because of the speed alone. So hopefully tonight, we'll see if this, the speed has improved in Anthony Joshua's actual performance and that would be detrimental to his actual victory tonight yeah he doesn't for me he doesn't need to go looking for that knockout punch he did in the, in the first fight in hindsight he you know for, for me AJ needs to go he needs to aim for fighting the whole 12 rounds as Rob McCracken was saying you know don't he doesn't need to be looking for those shots those shots will actually it was AJ that was saying those shots will present themselves I think it was Rob McCracken that was telling AJ and he was just relaying the information those shots will present themselves he just needs to just go box back to boxing box this guy um and just don't be looking for those shots because as you said when he when, when he's going to start looking for those shots when he gets into that inside you don't want to consistently get inside with this guy because He's, he's, he's heavier. He's going to be looking for that punch. And that punch, if he does hit AJ again, it's going to hurt him again. That's true. Robert Kraken is spot on. AJ does not need to get involved. He does not need to engage him within a war or like an exchange of trying to be... You know, like some fighters like that exchange because it makes them feel like more of a warrior and like giving it to the fans. But today's not even about that. It's just about getting your titles back. I think AJ, the fans, and he's, I think he, he just had it in his... He's got it in his head that... He needs to be that guy that's going to keep knocking guys out in the fifth, six, yeah. seven rounds. He's got that's that true. pressure on him. Um, I think when he had that, um, 
fight with um, it went it, it went twelve rounds. How the, that names called? yeah with Parker yeah, yeah. Parker. He, he went and he, he had so much backlash, didn't he? It was like, oh, he went the whole 12 rounds. AJ's not the great fighter that we think he is. He didn't knock yeah. him out. He should have knocked him out. He's got that pressure on him, which I think, and it, and, it, and it is the casual fans, I think, just saying those things because it's not, what AJ does, being a knockout artist, is, it, it, it's, it's, it's very difficult to do, especially at the, at the world level. And you'll be able to expand on that more. Yeah, yeah. It has been um, a world class finisher. In fact, in this, the difference between like a a power puncher and a finisher, I I would describe Wilder as more of a a power puncher. Like is that is got that one punch knockout. AJ AJ has got elements of that. He's more of a finisher, which means he he picks his shots and times them well. But that's really hard to do when your opponent does not really give you the opportunity to do that. Like as as the Parker fight um showed us. At the same time, that's not how fights are always won. And the casual fan doesn't understand that. But it's up to Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn's team to figure out what's best for them. And I think just boxing at this moment in time is what's really needed. The heat exchange can happen. There's many fights down the road. He can literally fight Ruiz now and fight four bums that he can knock out. So that there, like his legacy, when it comes to that aspect, he should never worry about that. That's that, that's what he's trying to build, and isn't it? It's 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 a legacy for him. He's in the hundreds of millions now in terms of money that is that, yeah. that he's got. For him, it's not about money. Otherwise, he would not have took the the Ruiz fight again. A, Anthony Joshua is trying to build um, a, a legacy, um, and for him to carry on building that legacy, he must win right now for then to to catapult him into the fight. Okay, let's say AJ wins this fight now. Where do you want to see AJ? After this fight, so we we we're talking now. AJ's won this fight. Where do you want to see him next? As a boxing fan, I think I, I think I speak for all boxing fans when we say we want to see the um, the Wilder fight. Hundred percent, everyone wants to see that. We okay. want to see what yeah. will happen. When... And this this is this is a question I've seen a lot over social media. Deontay Wilder has knocked out, KO'd all of his opponent opponents. Is this man yeah. a harder puncher than Mike Tyson was? Oh, okay. <coughs> because against it's, it's, against Ortiz, for example, this guy didn't even catch him on the jaw. This guy uh, yeah, ran yeah. a part of the face, and the way that normally, but normally that that dazes you at the most a, a knockdown. But Ortiz was knocked out cold. He did not know where he was. That's true. That's just that's got freakish power. His power is so devastating. Like if he hits you literally on the forehead, he can knock you straight down. Usually, that's not really a, a knockout punch. If that makes sense, if the top of the head really. But with him, is that powerful? It can happen. But the comparison between the two is really hard to make because, as I said before, Wild is more of a one punch devastating knockout artist as opposed to Tyson. That's a finisher. They're two different types of um, of power. It's same power, but two different types of styles of finishing. Tyson would is more likely to set up the shots to finish you than have one big hit that just does you like down to Wilder. So it's, it's, it's a really hard comparison to make. So you, 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 you gotta tell me what, what do you genuinely think? Who is 
the harder punch. I mean, for, for me, I know he's the better, the better boxer is by far. I mean, without 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 Wilder's punching power, I don't think he would even be in in the, in the top five in my opinion because I don't think he's that great of a technical boxer. And that, in my opinion, I don't know if you agree with me. He's just got that freaky that he relies um, on because Ortiz beating him the whole six seven rounds that they were fighting. Ortiz was winning every single round, and he just just was relying on that one punch to knock him out and he knew that that is exactly what he was going to do the truth of the matter is that without Wilder's power I don't think we would even know his name personally I don't think he would even make it that far the reason why I, I, I watch his fights. The reason why, you know, the people turn up to pay the pay-per-view numbers, the reason why people, you know, go to the arena, they know they're going to see a devastating knockout. And that's what most fans want to see in the fight game. As sad as it is, they want to see a fighter knocked out on his back, not knowing where he is. Uh, that's, yeah. as, a, as a fight fan, that's what I want to see. Um, and why people turn up to Wilder's fight. That's the entertainment value. That's that's the attraction aspect of the sport. Everyone wants to see a knockout, no matter how. Obviously, it's a bad thing for the fighters' health or and all that. But the fans want to be entertained. That's just what it is. Without the knockout aspects in the game, the sport would not be nowhere near as big as it is. <coughs> you can only go so far with what you have. And when we have like knockout artists in the heavyweight division, it's literally rejuvenized it. Everyone's rejuvenated the division. Even the youngsters coming up, like Daniel Dubois, he's going to be something to look out for in three to four years with his knockout power. Like he's knocking out everyone for, for a laugh. Literally Dubois for a laugh. How good do you think Daniel Dubois can be? Uh, he's going to go to the top, right to the top, right to the very top, without a shadow of a doubt. In four years, he will be world champion. Guaranteed. I can guarantee that now. How old is he? It's about tw- 20, 21. Still a young man, very, very young man. I've, I've just checked, he's 22 years old. I mean, that he's nowhere near, nowhere near, nowhere near his prime. It's, 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 it's crazy. His body's just about fully developed as well. And that just never, tells you all you need to know about him. A guy, even on TV, a guy his age built like that. Actually, that's that's a good point to make, actually, about his age. Daniel Dubois has been in the amateur system ever since he's the age of eight years old. And this is why he's where he is now, because of all the experience behind him. Anthony Joshua started boxing at 18. This man went through the ABA system, which is the hardest system to go through in amateur boxing, and then went to the Olympics and got a gold medal. And he started at 18. He then had, I think, 15 fights or something like that, something ridiculous, and had his first world title. People don't really give this guy the credit that he deserves because his, his rise to the top is so... It's actually... It's, it's, you can't actually contemplate it. It's that ridiculous. I mean, he, should, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't have been doing what he's doing um, based on his previous his boxing background. I mean, he, should, he, shouldn't be at, he shouldn't be right at the top. It's just... It's, no. No, not, not at just, all. He's developed his skill level so well. He's obviously dedicated him so well to the art that he's and worked worked as hard as he has to be there. Um, and I don't think people 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 never see um, all the hard work behind the scenes. And what's happened before, people only see what's under the lights. 
Um, and, and, and that's the, and that's the sad thing. And you know what the sad thing is? When, when AJ lost that first fight against Ruiz, there were a lot of fans that were fans, which was, they obviously turned their back on him saying, oh, he, he, he wasn't, he, he, he isn't that great. Um, he, he wasn't that great of a boxer. Um, and that, that's the, that's the sad thing about being, you know, a, 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 being in a sport where it's just you. Um, there, there can be so much hate, and they can that, and there can be love that, and that love can be just switched around just like that. Yeah, that that, that is quite true. Everyone loves a winner, though. But once you lose, that's when you know who your real fans are. To be fair, but sticking on that point of Joshua um, rising up so quickly, th- th- um, that's one of the things that I think cost him against Ruiz, because Joshua, d- don't forget, he's been fast tracked. He's literally been fast tracked. Ruiz has had like 200 amateur fights. He's fought every single type of style out there. There's no one he's not fought. There's no style that will phase him or do anything to him. These Mexicans are crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's not been fast-tracking. Like, he is fundamentally what a purebred boxer should be, is Ruiz. Like, the system that he went through, that's exactly how it should be. That's, That's the only reason why this fight could go... To his way, I think he, he could go his way because of that, just because of the vast experience he's seen. You know, everything I've never seen. Well, I've, you know, I've, I mean, I've I've watched a lot of content since the 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 first fight um, with Ruiz winning. I've seen a lot of expert analysis. I've watched the fight three, four times over. I've seen a lot of amateur analysis. Um, I've never seen where people there's such a fifty-fifty split on who's going to win a fight. Whether it's boxing, whether it's football, yeah, whether it's whether it's, I've never seen or MMA. I've never seen it so divided in opinion on who's going to win. People aren't sure. Um, I've, I've I've never seen it like this, and and I think the the reason being is it literally could go either way, and I think it is literally. If you're going to put yeah. that, it's literally fifty fifty. If you're going to put a bet on, put money on both because this this there's no guaranteed winner yeah. on. <laughs> Who's 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 winning this fight? I mean, are you are, are you even sure um, of who's going to be winning this fight? Not at all, not at all. Because we can sit here and say AJ has to use his jab and basically be on the back foot. But if Ruiz could equally cut the ring off and, and not allow him to do that, he could smother him, sit on his chest, like put his head on his chest, and make it a dirty fight. That that's what we could, we could see. If that happens, then Joshua might have no chance. If Ruiz smothers him and cuts the ring off. That could be it. But Ruiz has to throw body shots early. He has to throw them early. Because he has to tire him, but at least by the fourth or fifth round, he has to slow him down his legs at least. Okay, tell me, you know, with AJ losing the amount of muscle mass he has and he looks trim, is that a disadvantage or a advantage to to AJ? An advantage. Advantage, hundred percent, because in boxing you don't have to carry that much muscle. It's not necessary at all. It's just like it's like running with a thirty kg backpack on your on your back. You don't really need it. Just take it off. You still run even better and get like even better results or thing. So that's what it is. And the speed factor. If his speed has improved, (coughs) we'll see AJ at an even higher level because speed beats everything. Oh no! no I'm, I'd finish with that with that bit. With, with with Ruiz, then he's put on he's put on a bit of weight. People thought that he was going to 
He looked. He, he yeah. looked, apparently he looked lighter. Uh, to me, he looked lighter a few, um, about a month after the f- the first fight when he was in training camp. But he's actually now heavier than he was the last fight. Is that an advantage or a disadvantage to him? The only thing that I can say is the last time, like we we can't with Ruiz's body. I think it's it's, it's just a mystery to everybody yeah. either way. Yeah. I mean, I've I seen it, it, gaining weight. It, it could be an advantage. It could be. I'm not too sure because he moved nicely the way he was at before. Maybe he's comfortable at the higher weight. Maybe he moves better at this higher weight. I don't know. We don't know. We will find it tonight. But if he if he has actually put the weight on, that means his shots will actually have more power. So yeah, that's an interesting. I've seen I've seen reports online and social media. They had some. He had some weights in his hat. Apparently, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised though. I wouldn't be surprised. Like boxing is ninety percent psychology, to be fair. So, so yeah, trying to get into your opponent's head, yeah. trying to make them think it didn't work as hard. Control there. People checking, checking, checking what they're wearing and checking the hat before they get onto the get onto the get onto the scales. No, and not not in the heavyweight boxing because once you get past a certain weight, like there's no. There's no weight limit. I, I can be literally 300 kg and be a heavyweight. There's so no it, cap. It, it doesn't really matter, does it? I saw. I saw Eddie. Hearn, I saw Eddie it really matter, reaction, no. Um, when when the when the weight was going on, he was like, "What in the hell? What 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 what's going on here?" He, I don't think he could quite believe it. Um, if AJ wins this fight, would you want to see as a hardcore boxing fan? Would you want to see? And AJ versus Ruiz 3. It depends how he wins the fight. If the fight is an outright, no con- no question about victory, then we don't see the rematch. We can accept that AJ had a bad night in, in America and that was made up for it. But if the fight's really close, like extremely close, like around close, then yeah, number three um, would be really good. I, I, I would be um, inclined to to watching that. Okay. Now, money to wrap to wrap up this podcast. I've got. I'm just. I want to. I want to finish it on one more. One more thing. Now, most most of us here, most of us that will be listening, will be Team AJ. You know, bringing back to the UK. Um, I'm going to ask you a yeah. simple question. Yeah. How tell me in de- uh, detail how AJ wins this fight? What he needs to do t- in order for him to win this fight? Okay, all right. Okay, basically, in order for him to win the fight, be very light on your feet. When Ruiz comes forward, he has to move back with the jab and try to counter him while he's moving in. As soon as AJ feels a little bit of a rope on his back. He needs to pivot left to right. He cannot be pinned to the corners, to the ropes, or any bit of it. The fight has to stay central. That's the main thing. He has to try to keep the fight in the middle of the ring. If he doesn't do that, he, he might fail to control Ruiz in the manner that he wants to. He has to set the tempo with the jab early and not let Ruiz dictate any bit of, of the tempo. Tempo is important. Once he sets it, he has to stick to it. And the other thing is, Ruiz is going to look to come inside even though people say um, Klitschko's are boring (coughs) one thing they knew you had to do was not to lose and the tactic that they used to do is 
a, an opponent that usually likes to come inside, they'll jab him and then they'll quickly hold him to frustrate him. So that's what AD needs to do. When Ruiz steps in or wants to step in, literally just grab him and hold him, frustrate him, wait for the referee to break you up, and then the distance is back again, if that makes sense. Then start with the jab. So each time he comes in, it doesn't matter how he looks. I, grab him. Don't let him. Don't let him exchange with with. He can't in be close worried about a, a show stopping finish in this fight. He just literally needs to think. Oh, I need to win this fight. No, it doesn't matter how no. I do. It, I need to win. Yeah, yeah. Just box. Yeah, just box him. Just box him. Just keep him at distance. Control him and control the tempo. And I guarantee the knockout will come. He doesn't have to look for it at all. Right. It will come. That's some great analysis. I know I said that was the last one. But this is the final one now. This is the final one. If Ruiz wins by knockout. Is this AJ, is this AJ's <laughs> boxing career over? Tough question. Wow. Uh, it, no, it's it's. I think it's far from over. There are super fights there to be made. He can still fight. I think if AJ loses, the Wilder fight is probably even closer than we think, because that means that match cannot offer ridiculous demands for the fight to happen and Matron will be hungry to get about that the ultimate, that Wilder's holding so they'll be willing to literally overpay just to get that belt or just to get that shot so I think no it's not it's not over not at all if anything it should like revive his career even better yeah, even are, more that's another great answer Munia we're going to be we're going to wrap up this podcast now again grateful for you and your you know your great knowledge on on the game of boxing on the sport of boxing um, and it was a pleasure having you on this podcast man I'm sure you'll be here for many more of the podcasts in the very near future man yeah I look forward to coming back to being invited back to this All podcast guys, thanks for having me on we're, we're, we're out now enjoy the fight tonight we'll be bringing you more podcasts after fight and more more analysis on it guys enjoy the fight this evening